Hi, everyone, and welcome to the July 16th episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. And after more than a year, we've changed our name to something simpler, the Automotive News Canada podcast. Folks, there's a lot going on in the auto retail world at the moment. We're on the tail end of a pandemic, dealing with an inventory shortage, and new car buyers are shifting toward online shopping more than ever. So is now the ideal time for automakers to ask their dealer network to move forward with store and showroom upgrades? What about the rising cost of construction? How's that affecting dealer expansion and improvements? And what does the dealership of the future look like post-COVID-19? We'll get the answers to those questions and more when I speak with Sylvia Carfora, the CEO of the Weiss Group, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Sylvia, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to tackle, but let's start here. Uh, we're on the tail end of a pandemic. Um, there's a bit of an inventory shortage. There's no question about that. And it's a time when buyers are shifting more and more toward online shopping, even for big ticket items like a car. So is now the ideal time for an automaker to move forward with dealer upgrades? Um, That's a a very good question. You know, dealers and manufacturers recognize that an investment in a new facility takes anywhere between 18 to 36 months. So the planning going forward is less concerned with the market conditions today. If a dealer elects to invest, it's because they really believe in the long-term viability of that franchise. So all those short-term inventory issues may have an impact but really, it's the long-term vision and buy-in that—that uh, that is what really takes precedence in the investment decision. Uh, a, a lot of these initiatives are, are global ones, with global architectural plans, global structural plans. Is there a one-size-fits-all plan that works in Canada and and for the globe, or do dealers here in Canada or even customers sometimes not like the ideas being put forth by the automaker and get turned off by whatever that? global concept is that's being put forth by the automaker? You know, I don't think a one-size-fits-all works anywhere. Um, There's always going to be a nuance to the region where it's being applied. And, you know, just for as an example, over the last few decades, the global programs that we've worked on have been tailored to Canada. For instance, a lot of our our clients are European brands. And in Europe, they don't have a service drive-through, for example, but our climate necessitates having a service drive-through reception. So from that standpoint, there were always differences. Also, North American car sales are based primarily on inventory, as opposed to in Europe, where uh, vehicles are ordered and built to suit. Uh, going forward, I think most manufacturers really recognize that there is uh, a different type of sales platform and retail formats. So in the case of our clients, they understand the need to be agile and respond to the demands of a certain city, market, or country. What does the dealership of the future look like post-COVID? And, and I wonder about simple things maybe like in-house coffee stands or cafes or, or waiting rooms. Like I've always gone in and sort of waited around and sat next to someone. Or do offices exist or has everything become more open? I just wonder what that post-COVID dealership and showroom and offices look like? What do you see when you look into the future of these buildings? I think the dealership of the future was already in progress. And COVID really just accelerated what we were already seeing. I think the pandemic also proved that dealers are very resilient. 
they found different ways to connect with their customers. And customers also became more comfortable starting their journey online before heading to the dealership. So their research patterns were accelerated and customers really knew what they wanted before going into the showroom. And this will continue to have an impact on how we design dealerships, you know, particularly the number of sales stations, the need for different types of amenities like new vehicle delivery. Uh, Service remained relatively stable throughout COVID. And in fact, as vehicles get more complicated, the need to go to an authorized dealer necessitates clients going back more and more to their dealership for service. Tesla is a great example of this. You know, they have a really uh, extremely high customer service retention rate, uh, which requires more service facilities and more service reception areas to greet customers when they come in for service. So I do think that, you know, post-COVID, we are going to be much more present to how uh, our staff as well as customers feel inside the dealership and curate the experience accordingly. I had never even thought of that um, from that perspective in that vehicles become more complex. Therefore, you really only have a small number of choices to go get your vehicle serviced or worked on. And those choices are probably the dealership, right? Is that what you might see in the future? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, that that is where uh, a lot of the, the service needs will be met. And um, as more and more customers are coming to the dealership, there's got to be a way of being able to receive them and curate the customer experience, not just when they were purchasing the vehicle, but as the vehicle is being serviced. Right. There have been two um, dealerships in my neck of the woods um, that have recently sprung up, new dealerships from the ground up. Um, This isn't a purchasing someone else. This is building from scratch. But I am curious, how has the rising cost of construction affected dealership upgrades and improvements in Canada? Because there is no question that the cost of just about everything has risen. It has. It absolutely has. First off, COVID put many construction projects on hold, which also led to the development of drawings being delayed. So over the next three to six months, we'll see a lot of jobs being priced. And slowly but surely, some construction materials are coming down in price. It may not be an issue. But on the other hand, if it is an issue for some dealer projects, it's really not quite evident yet, at least not in the work that we've done in the projects we've been involved with uh, to date. Uh, But if it is an issue and there may be projects that are surprised by the higher costs, then these would be um, they would need to go back to the drawing board to reduce costs where possible. Is that really the only solution? I, I don't think you could start a project and then try and start cutting corners. I would assume that the only solution is to look at the job from scratch and say, where can we cut? Is that the only solution in this situation? Um, I don't think it's uh, looking at it from scratch. There may be areas where there might have been uh, critical design elements that you need to maintain going forward. And there may be some where it was a nice to have, but not a must have. So there might be a trade-off, which you know some dealers might have to make, depending on their situation, their project scope. Um, it may or may not be an issue, but there's always uh, nuances and, and tweaks that you could do to uh, a design that could mitigate some of the costs that have co- uh, crept up. From these larger standalone stores, let's go to the mall. Um, I just wonder your thoughts on dealerships in malls and what does that do to the design process? Because I would assume, and I could be wrong, Um, that you're pretty limited by the space, size, and shape that you're working with because you're not starting on a a 
greenfield or even a brownfield that you can renovate. You're in a mall. So just what does that do to the design process? Dealerships and malls is an interesting concept. Our experience is that it's more of a marketing venture, a really a way to get high walkthrough traffic that leads to more business at a physical dealership. You know, it's really hard to prepare a vehicle, do all the financing documents, clean and prepare that vehicle for delivery in a mall. It's uh, almost like the mall is a lead generator for the dealership. So in terms of the design, that design is meant to curate an experience for the customer to uh, have a, that physical touch point with the vehicle, what they've seen online really aligned with what is in that space. Uh, manufacturers like to put focus into these type of initiatives at high profile malls. And in the current dealer franchise model, it benefits a dealer in that market. So we may see more mall concepts in more and more cities that can benefit dealers in those areas. Of course, it's limited by the number of vehicles that can be sold in a particular market. What about uh, pop-up boutique stores in in larger cities or sort of satellite stores that uh, eventually direct a buyer to the larger store with more inventory? And we've even seen mobile stores in the Maritimes where it's essentially a trailer and an office and a couple show vehicles. Are these anomalies or is there potential to see more of these across Canada? Yes, I, I think this is similar to having a dealer showroom in a mall. We see automotive is taking a direction similar to uh, what banks have done. When online banking began, banks closed some branches and had larger centralized ones. However, online banking didn't take over the banking industry completely. If you'll notice, most banks now have local branches and more and more locations. They may be smaller, but they exist. And we foresee that automotive can follow a very similar route to this and to what you just spoke about as well. Online does change the model, but there's still a need for that local physical presence. Ultimately, and I think this is the big question, uh, what will the effects of that digital retailing, that online uh, dealership, what will the ultimate effects of those be on the brick and mortar showrooms? Well, we're already seeing that there is a lot less traffic at dealerships today, COVID aside, Um, but the ratio of sales to showroom visits has skyrocketed. And it will no doubt have an impact on how dealerships continue to be designed. We've been seeing this already. If a customer already knows what they want to buy and the price they want to buy at, it really changes the whole negotiation when they're in dealership. There are still amenities at the dealership that are required. Your financing office, new vehicle delivery, service reception, parts department, and service areas will all be required going into the future. Will there be a need for less cars in the showroom? Yes. Um, Will there be a need for as many sales stations? No. Uh, There will be changes and it will reflect the fact that customers will see and learn more online about the brand and the product uh, than in the traditional way of learning about a car at the dealership. Um, But we think that as vehicles become more and more commonplace and the average number of cars per household increases, and this has been the trend, This will increase the need for service departments, delivery areas, and pre-owned vehicle areas at dealerships. Sylvia, great conversation. Uh, I'm glad we uh, finally got to catch up and and have this chat. Thanks for being on the podcast this week. Thank you, Greg. It's my pleasure. We reached Sylvia at her home office in Toronto. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. 
And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.